Wilson on the rebound, and the Panthers win it in overtime. 2-1 the final. Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Essex sends it straight ahead. Barkov has room, cruises in Barkov, makes it over, he scores! Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Plagans. Hey everybody, welcome into a new episode of Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, episode number 42 of Territory Talk. So thanks again, everybody, for being with us today, whether it's your first time tuning into Territory Talk or your 42nd time tuning in. Thanks for being here with us once again. Doug Plagans alongside Jamison Olive, as always, and a special guest with us here today, joining us for this 42nd edition of Territory Talk, Panthers director, player personnel, former Panther, Brian McCabe here with us. And uh, Brian, thanks for stopping Stopping by. Uh, anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, just looking back at Saturday, Legacy Saturday, it's been a key part of this 25th anniversary season for the Panthers. I guess kind of a, a two-part question to lead it off, but how much fun has it been here through this 25th anniversary season, getting to look back at some of the, the key moments and uh, key moments and figures in Panthers history, and how much fun was it to, to have a Legacy Saturday the other day that involved not only the Panthers, but one of your other former teams, the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, it was a special night. You know, I got to bring all my family down, and my mom was here, so uh, obviously being against the Leafs, where I spent the bulk of my career, was a uh, pretty special to have my night be against them so um you know very fortunate to have played for them and played here and uh it, it was a you know really fabulous night and you you're only here for three seasons but you made a big impact were named captain but just kind of coming here only like i said only three seasons towards the end of your career did you ever imagine that maybe this would be the springboard towards where you are now and kind of that next phase of your hockey career no, not at all. Actually, we had planned to live in New York when I was done, but uh, we had one winter in Florida and my wife looked at me and said, all right, that's it. We're staying. So, um, you know, I was very lucky to kind of fall into this this job. Uh, Dale's went above and beyond with me with bringing me in and uh, showing me the ropes and helped me learn uh, as I go. And uh, it's been a great ride thus far. And uh, hopefully it'll accumulate with the Stanley Cup someday here. It seems like that's the case for a lot of guys that play for the Panthers. I mean, you play here even if it's one season, you end up just sticking around for the rest of your career. I mean, UC Oak and Surround, Ole Oak and Thomas Oak and Roddick Dvorak. It seems like, is it nice to have so many familiar faces uh, around all the time down here? It is nice. The guys have, have made their homes here even after hockey. Uh, you know, it creates a little bit of a, a community of a family, you know, uh, away from the rink and stuff. Uh, a lot of guys have settled. A lot of guys have, uh, you know, come through and work with the team or help out in youth hockey. And, uh, you know, it's really good for, you know, the community of Florida. I'm going to try to get every guy. Is there any one specific story that sticks out during that that three years here with the Panthers? One moment or one kind of fun memory you look back on more than the others? Well, probably the OT winner in Toronto is probably one of my fondest memories after obviously going through what I went through in Toronto and, and coming here to be able to go back there and, you know, score an OT game winner with my new team was, uh, that was a special night. I'll never forget that. And, and okay. And I was going to say, throughout your career, I mean, you were you were a leader on teams that you played for, and and now uh, you know post playing career, helping bring along prospects within the organization was was working with the young guys when you were you know when you were a player and, and you were a leader on your teams. Uh, did you did you enjoy that role then, and and has that really helped you in this role now, just bringing along young guys? Yeah, I was really fortunate when I came up as a young guy to have some older guys take me under their wing, and that uh, that always stuck with me. I always tried to go out of my way to you know, bring new players in and make them feel like part of the family, uh, even if they were just draft picks or guys who just made the team. Uh, I, I thought it was a really important uh, part of building uh, um, an atmosphere in the locker room where guys cared for each other more than just playing hockey together. So uh, I think that certainly helped me in, in the job I have here now, uh, you know, running the player development and being able to 
help these guys from draft day to the day they play their first NHL game. And um, I absolutely love what I do. And I really enjoy being a part of this organization. And you mentioned what it's what it's meant working with Dale here as a as a young player. Were there some some captains that really made an impression on you? Yeah, you know, I was fortunate to play with a lot of the, the best. Uh, you know, I played with Mark Messier in Vancouver. Uh, Doug Gilmore sticks out to me in Chicago. He was our captain. He really took me under his wing. I was a young kid. He used to drive me to the rink every day, take me to breakfast, shows me the ins and outs. And then I obviously got to play with Matt Sandin for many years, who's one of the, the best pros I've ever played with. Uh, quiet leader a little bit different than me I was a very vocal guy but to watch that guy how he prepared for games and how he brought teams together um, you know really went a long way with me and really helped me out when I became captain here in, in Florida and you talk about your, your title here. What, what's kind of the day-to-day work for you here? I'm sure it's different with every team. It's going to take fans through what the director of player personnel does for the Florida Panthers. Well, you know, I run all the player development. So that's my, my first and foremost thing is uh, making sure we got eyes on our prospects, making sure I'm keeping in contact with all their coaches and seeing where they are in their development curve. Uh, the more the player personnel side of things, you know, I, I'm involved a, a lot more in regards to just – the draft and putting this team together and stuff and I've got a little more responsibility and have a little more say in, in that type of stuff the everyday operations around here you know we got a great staff obviously Dale's a great leader and we got guys that do a, a lot of the grinding behind the scenes Braden Birch is a is a wizard at all the <laughs> all the stuff I probably couldn't do the technical stuff and transactions and stuff like that and obviously Joycey so we got a we got a really good group here that, that works together and we kind of uh we kind of help each other uh you know, I'm good at certain things, talking to players. Birchie's really good at the other stuff. Joycey's great with springy and stuff. So we got a good mix that works together very well. And a lot of travel for you. You visit all these prospects throughout the year. How do you, you kind of see them light up a bit when Brian McCabe's in the building and they know, like, the team's watching that night specifically? You know, the kids always, whether it's me or a scout or mm-hmm. uh, Mikey Ryan who works with me now, uh, you know, kids always like to know that you're watching them and keeping tabs on them and everyone wants to feel like, uh, you know, they're part of, part of something moving forward so uh it's always nice to go and spend a weekend with a kid and watch him play and talk to his coaches or especially when kids perform well when you're in there you know it's always uh you know a pat on their back that they they stepped up when one of our scouts or us were in the building and kind of showed them what they have and you know that they're making progress and the biggest prospect event for the team every year is d camp you're a big part of that you run that but the biggest prospect event of the year you know nationwide uh, throughout the world is the world juniors coming up at the end of this month uh panthers right now have three guys that look like they're going to make it owen tippett uh, gregory denisenko and alexi hepiniemi just how excited are you to watch those guys on that stage later this month yeah the world juniors is a special tournament i was lucky enough to play in two of them so uh especially when it's in canada it's a, it's a different animal it's a great atmosphere uh, people circle their calendars when that thing starts on Boxing Day in Canada. So I'm really excited for our guys to have an opportunity to, to be there. You know, Hepo, this will be a second. Uh, Denny and Tip will be their first. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I hope they all have great tournaments and uh, get the opportunity to win a medal. You're a little modest about your own accolades there for the world. You said you played in two, but I mean, you won the gold medal in 95, best defense for that tournament. Just when you look back, where does that kind of rank in terms of, you know, your hockey memories throughout your career? Yeah, it's one of my, one of my best memories for sure. Uh, it was the year of the lockout. Um, and it was in my hometown. So I got to play a game in Calgary, Red Deer and Edmonton. So I had all my family and friends there to get to experience that whole thing. And people were hockey starved at that point because there was no hockey that year up until after Christmas. So uh, we had sold out buildings everywhere we went. And I think we were the first team to go like 7-0 and in one of those tournaments. So uh, it was a really special experience to be able to do in front of my family and friends. And, um, you know, I still have the medal and the jersey and everything framed in my house. So it was a lot of fun for sure. 
from what you've seen, how much can a big time performance in that tournament help, I guess, just speed up a kid's development? Because I'd imagine you go out and, and you know, win, play well in that tournament, you can gain a ton of confidence off of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it uh, propelled me uh, for sure. Uh, I played the year before and was like the extra defenseman. We won the gold medal. It was a great experience. And going into that tournament, I really wanted to solidify myself and take the next step. And lucky enough, we had a great team and I, I was uh, able to reap the benefits of playing with some really talented players. But that really springboarded my confidence uh, going into next year's camp. I really felt like I belonged with the best players in the world and I ended up making the National Hockey League that, that following year and never looked back. Fans have seen quite a bit of Owen Tippett already. He's been to a couple D camps. Heppaniemi wasn't here last year, or this this summer at D camp. He's already, you know, the season already started in Liga. But this is a guy that I know fans are really excited about. Obviously, a ton of offensive skill. You know, one of the top rookies over in Liga, first year pro. Small guy, but it seems like that's not an issue right now. Just, I mean, what, what, what do you see when you look at him? Yeah, you know, that was a big question mark, I guess, going into this season. You know, he obviously lit up the WHL the past two years and was ready for a new challenge. And uh, he's really stepped up to the plate, you know, playing in a men's league. He's, he's a point of game over there. Um, you know, he's a little guy, like you say, but he, he thinks the game better than a lot of people I've ever seen. Uh, he has that knack. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's like Wayne Gretzky, but guys <laughs> that can can read the play ahead of where the puck's going to go and stuff. Um, he's very special on the power play, can thread the seams, uh, makes a lot of stuff happen. Um, he had a great tournament over at the, the under 20s in Czech in, in November uh, when I was over there. I think he had uh, five points in, in three games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, very focused individual he's matured he's gotten stronger skating's gotten better and you know i'm looking for him to most likely have a big breakout tournament here at the world juniors and tip we all know what he can do with it with that shot just incredible it's an nhl caliber shot but you guys sent him home from dcam the uh, training camp this summer said you know hey work on your all-around game your 200 foot game and it seems like he's really done that so far yeah i think he's he's made an honest effort of uh, of working on playing away from the puck a little harder and uh you know, show, showing a little more passion on the defensive side of things. Uh, you know, by all accounts and talking to other people, people involved with the World Junior Team, they they, they said he's uh, he's turned a corner, you know, in regards to that and, and playing away from the puck and stuff. And, you know, he you can't teach his shot and skating ability. And, you know, that's NHL caliber. He just needs to clean up the details. And, uh, you know, so far, so good. He's done that. And just a, another question just on the, the development of players overall. I mean, it, seeing them play is one thing and grading their performance and seeing their development like that. How much does it help to actually get out there, whether it's a development camp or where they're playing, to get out there and actually interact with them and, you know, see just how they uh, how they evolve as, as people from 18 to 19 to, to 20? Yeah, you know, all these kids have different personalities and different stuff makes them tick. So uh, that's the best part about development camp is you get to spend some in- individual time with all of our prospects and and kind of get to know them on and off the ice and, and and what makes them go so you know you got to approach all these prospects in a different way and it's always nice to get some face time with them especially during the season see where their games are at and where their heads are at and mentally if they're feeling good about themselves or not and sometimes you need to pick them up and sometimes you need to kick them in the butt but uh <laughs> it's a fun process and uh it's always fun to see uh to see it end here like a guy like jace who's been here for five years gets to play his first game it's always fun to see those kids uh who have been through a lot of ups and downs over the past five years and, and finally see the accumulation of all their hard work pay off and Mackenzie Weger is one of those guys, seventh round pick, uh, went undrafted in juniors, a guy that's really, really taken the long road here. When you look at him from then to now, just how you know, rewarding is that for you and, and just how excited are you for him? Yeah, he's matured so much from uh, the first time I met him. You know, he's a late round pick, obviously. We brought him in here after winning a Memorial Cup, after drafting him and... Uh, 
he was a little out of shape to, <laughs> to say the least you could ask him about that but uh you know he grinded it out he was in the east coast league for a long time uh made became an AHL all-star and a leader down there and it's just made the steps to to get here and become a regular in the NHL uh and and he deserves it you know uh, just looking at his body and how much he's changed and his personality off the ice he's grown so much uh as a person and a player and um, I'm really happy for him and one defenseman right now that's kind of lighting up college, uh, probably the top prospect in the system yet to turn pro is Max Gildon, uh, third round draft pick a couple of years ago. Great season at the University of New Hampshire. Just not only as director of play personal, but as a, as a defenseman, just kind of what do you see in his game? Because I know a lot of fans are starting to get excited about him. Yeah, he's a big guy that can uh, can skate. Uh, you know, he can go coast to coast. I saw him play a couple weeks ago and he, he wound her up a couple of times, went end to end. So, you know, for a guy uh, of his size and stature to be able to move as smoothly as he does, uh, you know, he's got a bright future. He's a, he's a good player. He's got a heavy shot. Uh, you know, just needs time to mature and uh, get a little stronger defensively and stuff like that. But um, he's definitely a great prospect that we have in our system. From when you were a prospect till now, how do you think kind of scouting ha- has evolved in terms of what teams are looking for specifically out there? Well, there's a lot more uh, emphasis put on strength and size and sandpaper and grit and stuff like that and I think obviously the game and the NHL has changed over the past few years and there being a lot more speed and skill puck possession stuff like that um, you know, obviously playoff time's different. Teams are still in a seven-game series. You can wear teams down and grind them physically. But throughout the year, you see a lot more of the skill and power play, and especially teams and stuff. So I think uh, you just go in looking for people that have high hockey IQs, good character, and uh, a passion to play the game. And just kind of, uh, I guess, uh, in closing here, just looking at, uh, you know, looking at the the role that you've taken on here. Just I, we've talked about this before, but just how rewarding is it to see uh, to see a young player, whether he was a, a first round pick or a guy who maybe was an undrafted free agent, to, to ultimately realize that dream and and you know put in the hard work and, and get to the National Hockey League and, and get to that that uh, where he's always wanted to be. Yeah, it's uh, honestly it's really rewarding when you you spend. Uh all the time with these kids and they come to three, four or five of these development camps and you see them get sent to the East coast or get cut and you know, the disappointment on their face and you, you know, you keep positive reinforcing, just keep working out. It's going to come, it's going to come. And then to see it pay off or see them get their first game or their first goal, it really uh, gives me chills, especially, you know, you build relationships with these kids over the years and you're pulling for all of them. Um, so you know how much, you know, I was lucky enough to do it and I know how, how special it is when you it's all you eat breathe and sleep as a kid to to be able to live that dream so uh it's really rewarding and i i really enjoy what i do and it's a little different now that you've been here long enough that you almost have a whole team of guys yeah. out there that's been through that under your your watch yeah you know like uh, i've known troach and uh hubie you know, i didn't get to spend much time with the special guys like barky and ecky because they, <laughs> they made, blew right past they you they made it right out of the gates but uh you know guys like troach and weeks and matheson and you know i i've watched these kids from draft day to college to junior to coming here to playing in the minors so it, it's special to see these guys you know not just play games but you know make a living at this now this is this is their life and that's what it's about i don't want these kids just to play a game and say I played a national hockey game. I want him to be as lucky as I was and, and make a career of it and make a living and get to do something you love. Brian McCabe here with us, special guest today on the 42nd episode of Territory Talk. Brian, thanks very much for taking some time for us today. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.